Hey, how's it going? This is Josh from Books by Josh, and I would like to welcome you to episode number 12 of the Books by Josh show. This week's episode is more of an informative episode. I decided to talk more about the work that actually goes into creating content. This is actually a follow-up episode to what I touched up on in episode number eight. So let's dive in. Before we can talk about what goes into generating content, we have to first define the term content. Okay, in my businesses, I define content as anything that my business generates. It can be anything from a simple social media post to releasing a book or a video. Okay, see, I already stumped most of you guys by classifying social media posts as content. That's because in modern society, we interact with thousands of people through social media. People have even been fired for what they post on social media. It would be dumb not to classify this as content. Since I'm already going off on the tangent about the importance of social media, why not start with that, okay? So, I'm by no means a king of social media. Heck, I'm still learning how to use Snapchat, okay? But I actually realize how important social media is, especially for businesses in 2017 and beyond. So one way that you can use social media is to build a following. A following is great for any content creation business because it increases your customer base. Okay, once you upload new content online, you can drive traffic to it by using your following. Okay, as I stated previously though, social media can also hurt you. Many people have gotten fired, put into troublesome situations because of social media. If you post something on social media, it's out there in cyberspace, and someone can always pull it back up, okay? So that means you have to be careful with what you post. You have to maintain an image, a good image, guys. So think of social media as an extension of yourself and treat every post as a first impression because to many followers, it might be the first time they are exposed to your content, okay? My main tip for social media is using scheduled posts. This ensures that you have a social media presence it also allows you to post while you're busy doing other things and at peak times when sometimes you can't, okay? And wow, that was more than a mouthful for a topic that I'm not well-versed in, okay? So get ready to buckle up because now we're going to talk about topics I'm pretty well-versed in, okay? So the first thing I'm going to touch upon in real content creation is the motivation behind it. And dedication, okay? I'm not even going to talk about content right now because this is very important in this aspect. Because content creation takes a long time to see our ROI. And sometimes you will not make any at all. I just used the term that some listeners might not know what it is. ROI is simply return on investment, okay? One of the main issues I see for many people starting out in the world of content creation is... They want revenue. They get into the industry because they think it's an easy way to make money because they saw a video saying, hey, you can make all this money by doing content creation, you know? Start a YouTube channel. You could become a millionaire, you know? That's not how it works, okay? It's delayed gratification. That's the problem. Content creation is delayed gratification. When you put in, you don't always get back out, Okay? So, the thing is, with this, you need to have 
very good dedication and motivation to get you through, okay? Because if not enough people view your content, you might not even see a dollar off a video that you took a week to shoot and edit, okay? And if you don't have that motivation or real reason why, you're just going to quit, you know? So that's the whole thing. If you're just going in this for the money, you got to think twice because this is a hard industry to make it in, okay? So with that out of the way, let's actually talk. So first, let me talk about written blog posts, okay? So written blog posts, I have postbydrash.com. I write posts on there. My posts are usually entrepreneur-based topics or I talk about philosophy, okay? So... The topics are entrepreneur-based. I get those from viewers like you sending me emails. Or I also get it from people just talking to me in regular life, asking me questions. So I write these down, okay? So philosophy, that's just from philosophy-based blogs I read, topics I hear over the podcasts I listen to, YouTube. Or even just regular searching for philosophy quotes from famous philosophers. Okay? So, blog posts, the thing about blog posts is you have to make it enjoyable. Okay? Philosophy, I could just go on a tangent and I can describe what I think the quote means, you know? The entrepreneur-based ones, I have to make it enjoyable so that you remember it, you know? So, it's not that easy to do because you're not writing fiction, you're writing nonfiction. You have to talk real life stuff. And it's sometimes hard to make that enjoyable. Okay? So the blog post is fun to do. And all you have to do is just sit there and write and post it, you know? So a good way to get the reader's attention is through fiction. And that brings us to the next part of content creation for me, which is actually writing books. Okay, it takes a lot of work to write a book. Okay, so the writing process could take up to a year, a couple of years to write a book because books require hours of brainstorming before you can get to the writing part. So you have to figure out what kind of book you want. You have to figure out the premise, everything like that. Then when you have that, you have to figure out the characters, stuff like that. Then you have to create the skeleton of the book. Then you can actually write to it, okay? But after you get to the writing phase, you sometimes sit there for hours staring at a screen with writer's block, okay? Or staring at a piece of paper. Not everybody, well, but I did. The good thing about writing a book is you fully get to express yourself and the sky's the limit because there's no one to tell you, oh, no, that's wrong. You can't do that. It's your book. You do whatever you want, okay? So the hardest part of the writing process, in my opinion, is making sure everything flows together, okay? After writing the book is where the real fun starts because you get to now edit your book. Unless you have money to burn on that editor, which can cost thousands of dollars, you will probably be editing this yourself, okay? If you're self-published, you're definitely editing this yourself unless you have connections, okay? Editing is crucial because it ensures there are no errors in your book. You might not think it's a big deal if there's errors, but people won't buy a book that has errors because of reviews, okay? After you finish editing the book, next step is publishing it. 
Okay, and before that, you have to get a cover, which is self-explanatory, which is a whole nother mess. You can design it yourself, or you can pay somebody to design the logo fiber and get it done, okay? So the whole thing is publishing, okay? Unless you have a publisher who's gonna get your book out there, get ready to do some legwork, okay? If you only wanna publish your book as an ebook, then it's way easier. When I say that, it's because the main ebook market is marketplaces are Kindle, Barnes & Noble Nook, Kobo, and iBooks, okay? And Smashwords. So all you have to do is convert your doc to, you don't even have to convert anymore. You could just upload or convert to EPUB, and that's it, okay? And it'll do everything for you, and just link up your bank accounts, and boom, okay? If you want to sell your physical books, sell physical books, you have to do a little bit more. You have to purchase ISBN and find the printer or the company that's going to <laughs> print a book per order. I personally use and recommend Creative Space. Okay? Now that you have your books printed, now if you want to get to local bookstores, you have to call up these bookstores, go to these bookstores, and convince them to carry your book. Okay? So, after doing all of this, guess what? Now you have to promote your book through social media and other platforms. Right? That sounds like a lot of work. Well, welcome to the world of writing. <laughs> a book, especially. Okay? So the next part of content creation that I want to talk about is actually creating videos. Okay? I touched upon this briefly in episode 8. Okay? Saying that you have to write out a script for the video before filming, then you shoot the video, and then edit, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot more that goes into it. Okay? That's the spark notes. Get ready for a better version of that. Okay? So don't get me wrong. Some videos don't require a script. Okay? These videos are usually vlogs or daily videos. You like your walk around town, stuff like that. They don't require any script, really. Because it's a day in life. Okay? For videos that have more production value, basically scripting more than one person, stuff like that. More effort is actually required. Okay? When filming, you have to make sure you have good lighting because the lighting can mess up your shots so much. You have to make sure you have a decently quiet environment. If not, your audio is going to be jacked up. Okay? So, guess what? The video is never going to be done in one take. And shooting can take hours, depending on how long the video is. Okay? If you're doing a one shot, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> so, after shooting the video... You have to edit. Okay? Depending on how many footage and tapes and stuff like that you're working with, this could also take a good amount of time. Okay? You got to cut things. You have to edit stuff, put some effects and stuff like that. But also, other than that, if you're doing a professional video type deal, you have to edit the audio portion, remove any background noise because there's still background noise, and you also have to sync it. Okay, that's why in the movies you hear, or in the movies you see them with the chopper, that's how they sync the audio, okay? With that noise, they listen for it, okay? Next, you get to grab some popcorn because the rendering could take anywhere from 10 minutes to a couple hours depending on how many effects we use and stuff like that. What do I mean effects? Okay, there's effects that you can do, transition, stuff like that, noise reduction, so much stuff in post-processing, Okay? So my computer is pretty fast. If I'm doing no effects, I can render a 1080p video, a 10 minute 1080p video in about seven minutes. 
Okay? If I'm doing the same 1080p video, 10 minutes, with all the effects and everything, it's going to take me two hours. Okay? So once you're done rendering, guess what? You get to upload this video file onto YouTube or whatever other site you want. And this could take some time too. So say if it's a four gig file and you're on, let's say a hundred up connection, well that four gig file could take you up to 40 minutes to upload theoretically. Okay. I'm lucky enough to have a gigabit connection. So it takes me a minute or two to upload a video. Okay. And after doing all that and uploading this video, you finally think you're done. Nope. Because now you get to advertise the video. Because unless you're a big channel, then you won't generate that many views on your own. Okay? After explaining how much work goes into shooting and editing on these videos uploading, you're thinking you have to have this computer that's sitting behind me or in front of me technically with three screens, a $1,000 six-core Intel processor, overclocked, to five gigahertz, 32 gigs RAM, two graphics card. No, okay? If you have a smartphone, you can start off shooting videos like that. It won't be the best quality, but guess what? It'll be something, okay? As long as you put out quality t videos, when I say quality, I'm not talking about the video quality. That has to be somewhat decent, so a smartphone will do here, but you have to put out good content, okay? You can shoot it there. On the phones, you can download iMovie or not iPhones, they come free since the iPhone 6 comes with iMovie. On Android, you can download different apps, okay, to edit your videos. I use Cyber Studio Power Director on one of my tablets if I'm editing on the go. And stuff like that. Okay, and you can upload to YouTube from your phone, even live stream to YouTube from your phone now. Okay, but for me, if you guys want to know what I use, I personally use the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite to do all my videos right now okay so a final form of content creation that i want to touch upon today is actually what i'm doing right now podcasting okay podcasts in my opinion are kind of in between videos and blog posts why do i say that because podcasts allow me to fully express myself like a video but at the same time i'm teaching something like a blog post okay i might sound crazy because video can it's technically be used for teaching material, especially I have a couple of <laughs> channels that do teaching on YouTube. But with podcasts, you can listen to it with the phone in your pocket. It's in the background, you know. Videos, you could do that. I could do that. I have YouTube Red, so the videos play in the background when my phone screen is off. But not everybody has that. Okay, hence why podcasts are so good. Because if you're jogging, you can just turn on the podcast, put in the headphones, and go. Okay? So... Just like a video, you can script out an entire episode of a podcast, all the main talking points. Okay? Or if you want, you could just wing it. For this show, I prefer scripting out most of it. And if I need to, I go off script. This episode is basically scripted out. I've gone off script like seven times already. But I don't like free-flowing the podcast because I tend to forget where I'm going off on the tangent, stuff like that. Okay, I have another podcast that we just, because it's four of us, we don't script anything. We just talk. And it's a conversation. But since this is just me, that's why I script this out. Okay? So just so you know, you might think, oh, you need a fancy microphone, 
fancy mixer, all this to create a podcast. Well, you technically can. I do. But you don't have to, okay? Because if you want to make a podcast, and you, like I said before, if you have a smartphone, you can do it. Most of these smartphones, especially iPhones, come with headphones. Samsungs, the high-end Samsungs come with headphones. And they all have a built-in microphone, which is pretty, pretty decent because you can talk on the phone on it. So it's great for recording. And guess what? All the phones come with a voice recording app. Voice memos on the iPhone, you know? Android, it's a bit weird, so just download like Parrot. That's what I use if I'm recording something on my phone. And guess what? You can record right there. Okay? If you're on the computer, plug in your iPhone headphones, Samsung headphones, whatever headphones. If they have a 3.5 to the back of your computer in the pink slot for microphone, then you can use it there. And guess what? If you need software for the computer, you can use Audacity, which is free, to record the podcast. So after you have the podcast recorded, which is the .mp3 file, okay, if it's the .waves, you have to convert it to MP3. You can do that online for free. Now you have to edit if you didn't take on one take, stuff like that, remove background noise, blah, blah, blah. So you have to upload it, okay? Me personally, I upload it on my site because it requires an RSS feed so that iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher can pull it up. So I have Squarespace so I can upload through there. There's other ways of doing it. I personally am not a fan of doing it that way because it's a lot more work. But to track the listeners, it's a lot easier. You can find all that online, okay? So that's basically it for this episode. But let me just take a second and be honest. There's a lot of people listening out there who are classified as a hater. I'm doing air quotes because I don't want to call them a real hater. But what I'm trying to say, these people... Uh, thinking, oh, who do you tell me this information, okay? Your content doesn't get that many views or downloads, so why should I take advice from you? Well, it's true, my books, my Josh videos don't gain that much exposure, but guess what? I have many other channels that do. I just don't talk about it here. Secondly, I like giving advice. You don't have to use it or even listen to me, okay? That's the beauty of content creation. The people who actually want to view my content can, and the others don't have to, okay? Nobody's forcing them. So that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Books by Josh show. And if you like this episode, feel free to subscribe to the podcast. If you want more content, check us out on YouTube by searching Books by Josh or visit us online at booksbyjosh.com. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Books by Josh or on Facebook at Books by Josh R. If you wish to support us and become a patron, you can go and do so at patreon.com slash Books by Josh. If you want a copy of my book, you can go on Amazon for the ebook or can get the physical copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or even the signed version off of booksbyjosh.com. Anyways, guys, like always, I'll catch you guys in the next one. See ya.